Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. Today's show is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. You see, Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses that are a fraction of the price of mattresses one can purchase in the store. The mattress industry has, for too long, forced consumers to pay notoriously high markups, and Casper has had enough. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of their mattresses through cutting up the middleman, the retailer, and selling directly to you, the consumer. Now, you see, for years, I've had trouble finding a mattress that has the perfect blend of bounce and stiffness until I finally received my own Casper mattress. Casper mattresses provide resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort, and this has literally changed the quality of my sleep overnight. Ha! A hybrid sleeping product that combines premium memory foam with latex foam, it has become the most awarded mattress of the last decade. Uh, Mattresses start at $500, and they go as high as $950 for a California king-size mattress. These are great prices. If you, like me, are tired of expensive mattresses not actually making your quality of sleep any better, it is incumbent upon you, my friend, to go out and get one. Casper mattresses are easy to purchase, and you can do so risk-free. Casper offers free delivery right to your door, and if you are not satisfied with your purchase, you can return it within a hundred days at no cost. Let's be honest, guys and girls, lying on a mattress for a couple of minutes in a showroom is simply not enough time to tell if that is the right mattress for you. Now, Casper is willing to give the listeners of Cool Canadian History $50 off their first purchase. All you need to do is go to the link caspertrial.com slash coolcanadianhistory. That's casper, C-A-S-P-E-R, trial, T-R-I-A-L dot com slash coolcanadianhistory. Get your purchase, get your mattress, sleep better now. Hello and welcome to Cool Canadian History. I'm your host, David Boris. Today, Season 4, Episode 8, Leonard Cohen, the Poet Laureate of Montreal. Leonard Cohen struggled his entire career to achieve commercial success. Yet through his struggle, he cemented himself as a Canadian and global music icon, penning volumes worth of poetry, literature, and songs, including the most covered song in the history of popular music, truly earning his title as Montreal's Poet Laureate. 
Now, while I could re recommend a few different books on Leonard Cohen's life or poetry written by Cohen himself, I will instead recommend you simply go and download a bunch of his music and enjoy. Go find a playlist somewhere of random, amazing music written by Cohen and deep dive into the soul of a great poet. Leonard Cohen was born into an intellectual middle-class Jewish family in the Montreal suburb of Westmount on September 21, 1934. Cohen was encouraged to pursue poetry and music at a young age, and at 13 took up the guitar to, which he openly admits, meet women. Cohen's famous womanizing ways seemed to have emerged at a very young age. With a modicum of guitar talent, Cohen put together his first band, known as the Buckskin Boys. Interestingly, most of the catalog for this band was traditional square dancing music, though Cohen did learn how to play classical guitar during this period. As well, during this period, Cohen's major artistic passion remained poetry. In fact, Federico Garcia Lorca was one of his early influences. After graduating from Westmount High School in 1951, he attended McGill, becoming president of the McGill Debating Union, and continued to pursue both music and poetry. In fact, two of his poems, Sparrows and Thoughts of a Landsman, won him the Chester McNaughton Literary Competition. In 1954, Cohen published his first two poems in a McGill poetry magazine, and a year later graduated from McGill with a Bachelor of Arts. 1956 marked the publication of his first full book of poetry, Let Us Compare Mythologies, which received modest praise from critics. This was, in fact, the inaugural edition of the still-running McGill poetry series. Cohen then briefly attended graduate school for one year at the McGill Faculty of Law and then a brief spell at Columbia University, but he dropped out in 1957. For a few years, Cohen worked odd jobs around Montreal while honing his poetic craft. In 1961, this craft blossomed when Cohen published his second book of poems, the critically celebrated The Spice Box of Earth. Here is the poem My Lady Can Sleep from this release. My lady can sleep upon a handkerchief, or if it be fall, upon a fallen leaf. I have seen the hunters kneel before her hem, even in her sleep, she turns away from them. The only gift they offer is her abiding grief. I pull out my pockets for a handkerchief or leaf. The Spice Box of Earth gained Cohen recognition as one of the most important new voices in Canadian poetry. In fact, the royalties from this release, coupled with an inheritance from the passing of his father, allowed Cohen to purchase a small house on the Greek island of Hydra. During the next seven years, Cohen would produce some of his best work, Flowers for Hitler from 1964, Parasites of Heaven 1966, as well as two novels, The Favorite Game in 1963 and Beautiful Loser in 1966. And while life on Hydra Island was near heavenly, Cohen writing, sailing, and of course enjoying the company of a frequent array of female guests, Cohen quickly realized that writing alone would not keep him financially comfortable forever. Thus, he turned back to music. Cohen settled in New York, and while older than many of his music contemporaries, had gained some traction within the folk community, 
because of the folk singer Judy Collins, who had covered his poems turned songs. Songs like Dress Rehearsal Rag and Suzanne. Suzanne was in fact written about the former wife of Cohen's friend Armand Valancourt, who was a noted Quebecois sculptor. These two songs came out on Judy Collins' 1966 album, In My Life. Here is Judy Collins' version of Suzanne from that album. Suzanne takes you down to a place by the river You can hear the boats go by You can spend the night forever And you know that she's half crazy And that's why you want to be there And she feeds you tea That you have no love to give her She gets you on her wavelength And lets the river answer That you've always been her lover and you want Now when Cohen made his performance debut at the 1967 Newport Folk Festival, he was signed almost immediately by producer and manager John Hammond to Columbia Records, putting Cohen on the same roster as folk icon Bob Dylan and superstar Aretha Franklin. In late 1967, Cohen released his debut album, Songs of Leonard Cohen, which included his version of Suzanne as well as So Long Marianne, written about Marianne Elin, a woman who lived with Cohen in Greece for most of the 1960s. Come over to the window, my little darling I'd like to try to read your While the album did not chart exceedingly well, Cohen developed a small but devoted following with his unusual singing voice and deep lyrics. Cohen's follow-up album was the 1968 Songs from a Room, which, while not a market success, did much better on the charts than his debut album, this one peaking at number 63. But also, this album contained some of the most classic Cohen tracks, The Parisian, Lady Midnight, and Bird on a Wire, which has been covered by innumerable artists over the years. Here is Judy Collins doing Bird on a Wire.
Now, while Cohen's albums and singles never charted in a way that would make record executives salivate, he continued to pump out albums with absolute classic beauties. His third album, Songs of Love, contained Avalanche, Joan of Arc, and another massively covered single, Famous Blue Raincoat. It's four in the morning, the end of December. I'm writing you now just to see if you're better. New York is cold, but I like where I'm living. There's music on Clinton Street all through the evening. I hear that you're building your little house deep in the desert. You're living for nothing now I hope you're keeping some kind of record Yes, and Jane came by with a lock of your hair She said that you gave it to her That night that you planned to go clear Did you ever go clear? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. After Songs of Love, Cohen took a three-year hiatus from recording, but continued to write poetry. He released The Energy of Slaves in 1972. It was during this period that Cohen and his girlfriend Susan Elrod had their first child, Adam followed in two years by their first daughter, Lorca, a reference to his early poetic influences. Cohen dropped his fourth studio album in 1974, titled New Skin for the Old Ceremony. While his vocal and lyrical style was still as recognizable as ever, Cohen utilized a far more fuller production style than on any of his previous albums. Though perhaps the most famous song off the album, Chelsea Hotel No. 2, was still produced in his classic Cohen style. This song became famous, of course, because it was written about a romantic encounter Cohen had with famous rock star Janis Joplin in the Chelsea Hotel. I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel You were talking so brave and so sweet Giving me head on the unmade bed While the limousines wait in the street Those were the reasons that was New York We were running for the money and the flesh And that was called love For the workers in song Probably still is 
for those up in there. Yeah, but you got away, didn't you, babe? You just turned your back on the crowd. You got away, I never once heard you say, I need you. I don't need you. I need you. I don't need you. And all of them jiving around. The album, however, came out to mixed reviews, with Rolling Stone calling it not one of his best. In fact, the album never cracked the Billboard Top 200. While Cohen was developing an absolute devoted fan base and fellow musicians were covering his songs aplenty, Cohen's own releases were struggling to find any commercial success. Sadly, his release troubles would continue. After a fairly well-received 1975 Best Of album, Cohen released his next studio album, titled Death of a Ladies' Man with notoriously troubled producer Phil Spector. Cohen talked of his time with Spector, and I'll quote him here. I wasn't in the right kind of condition to resist Phil's very strong influence on an eventual takeover of the record. There were lots of guns around in the studio and lots of liquor, a somewhat dangerous atmosphere. He had bodyguards who were heavily armed also. He liked guns. I liked guns too, but I generally don't carry one, and it's hard to ignore a 45 lying on the council. There is actually a story told in the Cohen memoir Various Positions, where Spectre pointed a loaded gun at Cohen's throat and said, I love you, Leonard. Cohen's response was, I hope you love me, Phil. The album itself is full of oddities and quirks. For instance, on the track Do Go Home With Your Heart On, famous poet Allen Ginsberg and Bob Dylan are singing backup. However, looking back, Cohen has generally been disappointed with the album and has stated publicly that he felt the songs, and I quote, got away from him. Rolling Stone called the album Leonard Cohen's doo-wop nightmare. In the U.S., it once again failed to crack the top 200, though interestingly, it was a huge success in Sweden, peaking at number 15, on the Swedish album charts. Cohen's next album, 1979's Recent Songs, while featuring a return to his minimalist arrangements of earlier years and being co-produced by Cohen and Henry Louis, would once again fail to perform well commercially. At this point, Cohen needed a break. He stepped away from publishing poetry and releasing records to focus on writing a rock musical film known as Night Magic. And then in 1984, after five years away from the studio, and after album after album met with what Cohen called Great Derision, he released the iconic album Various Positions. It's interesting because CBS Records in fact refused to release the album, and Cohen had to release it on a smaller indie label. CBS Records simply didn't think it would sell. One of the songs on Various Positions was Hallelujah arguably one of the most covered pop songs of all time. It's estimated today that over 200 different artists in a variety of languages have covered this incredible piece of music. Now, Hallelujah is worth a bit of a discussion here. Cohen had written over 80 different draft verses, 
and it was very common for Cohen to perform a live version that included different lyrics than that was on the actual recorded track. In fact, Cohen has publicly stated that there is no one version of the song and that many different hallelujahs exist. Now, the first artist to cover Hallelujah was John Cale back in 1991, though he recorded it on an obscure Cohen tribute album that was only released in France. Here is that version. I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music. Like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing hallelujah, 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 Several years later, that obscure cover was heard by a young artist named Jeff Buckley, and he decided to cover it for his first and only album. This was released in 1994, but it wasn't until Jeff Buckley's tragic death in 1997 that his version of Hallelujah suddenly went mainstream. Well, I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this The fourth, the fifth The minor fall and the major lift The baffled king composing Buckley's version is perhaps one of the most well-known and has been used in countless films and television programs. Now, one of my personal favorite versions, however, is by Canadian Katie Lang off her album Hymns from the 49th Parallel. But the most commercially successful cover of this song in the United States specifically was Jason Castro's performance of it on the seventh season of American Idol, which saw this performance hit number one, on the Billboard Hot Digital Songs for 2008. Incredibly, despite the modern-day adoration for the song Hallelujah, the album it was on met with little commercial success and once again saw critics respond with criticism. Cohen would again step away from the studio, this time for half a decade. However, during this half-decade break, the public would embrace a Cohen revival, thanks to the 1987 release of Jennifer Warren's brilliant tribute album, Famous Blue Raincoat. It's four in the morning, the end of December. I'm writing you now just to see if you're better. New York is cold. 
This album peaked at number 72, and more importantly, it revived a very disparaged Leonard Cohen. It seemed like Cohen himself could not achieve commercial popularity, though artists covering his material could. Warren's success covering Cohen's work galvanized Cohen to go back into the studio, and thus he came out with 1988's I'm Your Man. Now on 1988's I'm Your Man was the track First We Take Manhattan of course being sung by Cohen, but interestingly, this song first appeared back in 1987 on Jennifer Warren's famous Blue Rancor. So let's hear Jennifer Warren doing First We Take Manhattan, a beauty of a cover. Now, in 1992, a whole new generation was introduced to Cohen when a number of his songs were featured in the controversial yet popular Oliver Stone film, Natural Born Killers. By this point, Cohen had cemented himself as a songwriting icon within the global music community while never really achieving any serious commercial popularity in the United States. This was exemplified by two tribute albums released in the 1990s. There was 1992's I'm Your Fan, which saw bands like the Pixies and R.E.M. cover Cohen songs. And then there was 1995's Tower of Song, where the superstars of the rock world like Billy Joel, Elton John, Bono, Peter Gabriel, and others covered his material. While the album was released to mixed reviews, Cohen was not around to hear about it, because a year before its release he had retreated to the Mount Baldy Zen Center near Los Angeles, where he commenced five years of seclusion. He took a vow of silence and studied under a Zen Buddhist priest. He was eventually ordained a Rinzasi Zen Buddhist monk. Cohen emerged from this seclusion in 1999 and released a number of literary works to the fan website the Leonard Cohen Files, which included poems, lyrics to songs, and even short stories. The 21st century began as quite a prolific musical period for Cohen, 
In 2001, he released his first studio album in nearly a decade, titled Ten New Songs. This was followed by another studio album in 2004 titled Dear Heater. In 2006, he co-wrote an album titled Blue Alert, which was released by his lover and jazz singer, Anyani Thomas. Cohen continued to pump out songs and poems in the following years, citing Zen Buddhism as both a source of inspiration and a means by which Cohen was able to deal with problems of depression. 2006, for instance, saw Cohen make one of his first public appearances in decades at a bookstore in Toronto to promote his newly released book of poetry titled Book of Longing. 3,000 people showed up and spilled into the streets, forcing the neighborhood to be shut down. Cohen read from his new book, sang a couple of his songs, and then was joined by none other than the Bare Naked Ladies and Ron Sexsmith for a few more tunes. Unfortunately, during this same period, Cohen also discovered that his longtime manager and friend, Kelly Lynch, had been stealing from under Cohen, misappropriating over $5 million U.S. million from Cohen and leaving his retirement fund at around $150,000. Cohen launched a 2005 lawsuit against the man which Cohen won. He was awarded $9 million but was never able to collect from his now-broke ex-manager. Despite what for Cohen was a deep personal betrayal by his manager, he eventually went back out on the road in 2008, which included a performance at the Glastonbury Music Festival in the UK, his first American performance in nearly 15 years at the Beacon Theatre in New York, and in April 2009, he performed at the world-famous Coachella Music Festival. Despite an incident in September 2009 when Cohen fainted on stage, he kept up his rigorous touring schedule all the way into 2010. In 2012, Cohen released his 12th studio album titled Old Ideas, which became the highest charting album of his career, reaching number one in Canada and top 10 in the US, while also receiving positive reviews from the critics, including the previously longtime very critical Rolling Stone magazine. While Cohen cited the realization of mortality as his influence for old ideas, it did not stop him from hitting the road. Cohen toured for the next year and a half before going back into the studio and releasing his 13th studio album in 2014 titled Popular Problems. And his 14th and final studio album came out a year later titled You Want It Darker. In August of 2016, Marianne Len, the woman he shared some of his happiest days with on the island of Hydra, passed away from leukemia. In his farewell letter to her, Cohen wrote, and I quote, Our bodies are falling apart, and I think I will follow you very soon. Know that I am so close behind you that if you stretch out your hand, I think you can reach mine. In November 2016, Cohen suffered a fall in his home. This, coupled with Cohen suffering from leukemia, would combine to end Cohen's time on this planet. On the night of November 7th, Leonard Cohen passed away in his sleep. He was laid to rest according to Jewish rituals, and his funeral was held in Montreal. The year Cohen died, 2016, saw his own version of Hallelujah finally see commercial success. It entered into the Billboard Top 100, peaking at number 59. Cohen's likeness can still be seen in Montreal, 
A 20-story fedora-clad portrait of him can be seen on Crescent Street, dominating Montreal's downtown core. While Cohen spent most of his life struggling to find any serious commercial success with his own musical releases, the music and poetry he wrote would come to define him as one of the most unique and talented voices to ever emerge from Montreal and Canada. His songs have been covered countless times throughout the world, and his influence in music, especially in lyric writing, simply cannot be overstated. Any fan of music will have knowingly or unknowingly encountered his words, his verses, or his stories at some point in their own sonic journey. Montreal's poet laureate made his global cultural mark unlike any before or since. A reminder, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, and at our homepage, www.coolcanadianhistory.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Doc Boris, that's at D-O-C-B-O-R-Y-S. And I want to thank you all for listening. For Cool Canadian History, I'm David Boris. Until next time, stay cool.